Welcome to Every Horror Movie on Netflix, the show where we watch, review, and discuss every horror movie on Netflix. Hope you all had a good Christmas if you're into that sort of thing. Back again, here I am, Chris, here with Patrick. Hi. And here with Steven. Hi. And we got a little special treat. We didn't watch a movie for you this time, but we're going to be talking about the year in review. It's that time of year when we, you know, have a little cup of Auld Lang Syne and look back on the year. <laughs> Problem? All anxiety is something you drink. It's in those song lyrics. No, it's not. You yes, old lang syne. You mean. remember old lang syne. Old lang syne is something you remember, but in the song, it's also something you drink. I'm looking it up. If you, if I mean, I'll drink case, just about anything, but this is news to me. If that's the case, I will drink whatever you want me to drink, including your piss. <laughs> I totally fucked up. You you, yeah, you, you, you take a cup of kindness. <laughs> yeah. A cup of kindness yet. All right, well, cheers, all to cheers to kindness. Cheers to kindness. Fill your glass. Fill your glass with kindness. We're looking back on 2018 and all the horrors we found in it. Yeah. So, and, we're, and in the meantime, we're going to figure out a recipe for Old Lang Syne, and we'll have a cup of it on next show. So, uh, you know, we, we, we came up with some little uh, categories for our, for our discussion here. And the first one's an obvious one. You know, when you look at 2018, what was your favorite horror movie of the year? Now, this does not have to be something we watched on our Every Horror Movie on Netflix journey. Something that came out this year, whether or not it made it to Netflix, that is your favorite horror movie of the year. Yeah, favorite new movie of 2018. New right? movie of 2018. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. don't come at me with that 2017 shit. None of that 2017 bullshit. Fuck that None of that shit. 2016 Fuck, horror fucking shit. Hated 2017. Fuck 2016. Yeah. 2018 or fucking bust. Fuck every year except 2018. You want to go first, Patrick? (laughs) I almost got you, Steven. Yes. My favorite horror movie of 2018. And, and, you know, you could perhaps debate whether it's a horror movie, as we like to do with pretty much every fucking movie we talk about on this podcast. But uh, it was Unsane. Oh, fuck. Mine, too. Yeah. That was actually what I was prepared to say. What a beautiful moment. I haven't seen it yet, so no spoilers. Patrick gave me... Unsane on Blu-ray for Christmas, and it's mm. the best 4K. thing. 4K, 4K, my man. It's the best thing I got for Christmas, <laughs> and I can't wait to watch it every Christmas. Yeah, I mean, we saw this movie. It came out early, January, February, I think, a while ago. Um, you know, it was one of those ones that was kind of like just buried in the Netherlands of the movie release schedule. Um, but it's Steven Soderbergh, fantastic director, just a really fun, edgy nervy little movie little psychological thriller about a woman doubting her own sanity has without a doubt the best final shot of any movie i've seen in probably 2017 2016 2015 yeah maybe the whole maybe the whole 2010 maybe the best of all time maybe maybe of all time (laughs) um but it it was just really fun i had a great time in the theater with it can't wait to watch it again yeah, no, I'll, I'll co-sign all of that. It was great. Claire Foy is in it, who I was not aware of until Unsane came out. And I see she has a career, and it's great. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I pay attention to her now because she was very good in, in Unsane. A career that is built on doing shit very unlike what she does in Unsane. Like, she's she made her name on, on The Queen, uh, I believe, on Netflix, playing, you know, obviously quite a different character. But this character is 
foul-mouthed and, and, you know, sort of edgy and not necessarily someone you like all that much, to be honest. No. For a while. For a while, at least. Jay Farrow is also in this movie, making a pretty solid uh, dramatic turn. It just... A lot of lot of pleasant surprises. Yeah, great movie. Very uh, suspenseful, uh, scary at times. I mean, there's no monsters in it, but it's it's definitely I would I'm comfortable putting it in the horror category. And strangely, it was all shot on an iPhone. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Why it was shot on an iPhone? I don't know why. Because Steven Soderbergh is kind of a weird dude, and he likes to do goofy little experiments. Like yeah, that. you'll you'll forget that it was shot on an iPhone. Certainly not the best film shot on an iPhone yeah, well, so far. <laughs> certainly not the best reason to own a 4K Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna show up at your house with a fucking DVD because <laughs> I knew I wouldn't walk out with all my limbs. You would not walk out alive. So yeah, I can't wait for you to see it, Stephen. We'll I can't wait. It. We should all get together and watch it now that you own it, and hopefully Blu-ray it comes to Netflix. But what was uh, your favorite horror movie of the year, Steve? <laughs> I, I like how Steve was like, we should all hang out and watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully it comes to <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> let's, not, let's not get too crazy here. <laughs> Clear boots. We, we only hang out when we do the podcast, yeah. I think is the message I'm getting here. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see these guys unless it's business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it all right if I have a tie? Because I really couldn't decide. Oh, I got a couple of ties, so please. Okay, two movies this year that are very flawed, but also two of the two movies that made me more excited about going to the movies and reflecting on them than anything I've seen in a few years, uh, hereditary and annihilation. Mm. Both are films that I have, I've seen each of them three times at this wow. point. Shit. I enjoy going back to the hereditary is one of the most, you know, not a particularly deep movie. It's got its flaws. It's kind of a mess, but it's one of the most oppressive and disturbing movies I've seen in a long time. Mm hmm. I remember after first seeing it, describing it to Patrick and getting chills, just like asking him to go see it with me in the theater and thinking about putting myself through that experience again. We almost did a hereditary uh, mini episode. Did we? Yeah, we thought we talked about it um, because we all saw it shortly after it came out. Uh, We all liked it, I think, for the most part. We all had some reservations about it, but it was fine. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a movie I'll revisit. I think it's like, craftsmanship-wise, it's expertly made. It kind of made me sort of believe in ghosts again, or at least want to. And then Annihilation is kind of a sci-fi horror hybrid uh, based on the the first book in Jeff Vandermeer's Southern Reach trilogy. I know Patrick has seen it, but have you, Chris? I have not. I won't spoil much. Just a weird, trippy movie with one of the most perplexing final acts i've seen in quite some time Mm -hmm. patrick is nodding his head yeah very strange there's sort of this weird ballet with this like star creature thing Mm -hmm. in a lighthouse on a beach good stuff if you haven't seen either of them check them out i can't wait to see annihilation annihilation is actually distributed by netflix but it's not on Netflix US. That's right. It came out, I think, like same day it came out in the theaters here. It came out on Netflix around the world, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. not in the US. And it's still not on Netflix US for some reason. Hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, I wholeheartedly co-sign Annihilation. That movie blew my fucking mind. It's way up on my list of favorite movies of the year in general. So trippy, so memorable, just a, really a, a one of a kind film. Something I noticed about your pick, Stephen, is both of those movies, Hereditary and Annihilation, the consensus on them is very divided. Mm -hmm. People seem to either love Hereditary or hate it. People seem to love Annihilation or hate it. 
People seem to love Annihilation or they haven't heard about it. Oh, really? <laughs> that seems to be more the case. Okay. Everybody I know who's seen it has been just blown away. But I mean, it's it's a bit of a mess of a movie. It was made by Alex Garland, who, you know, wrote movies for Danny Boyle and then made uh, Ex Machina. Great movie, Ex Machina. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it. You haven't seen enough. Ex Machina? I haven't seen Ex Machina. That movie is on Netflix, I think. I think it is. Right I now. I think you're right. You should watch it soon. It at times it feels like like he didn't quite have the budget he wanted. There's some stuff like there's a there's an albino alligator in it that doesn't look very convincing at all. There are things that sort of like take you out of the experience. But as far as a movie that like builds a unique world that you've never seen before, and for the most part makes you feel like you're existing outside of time in this strange new ecosystem, it's pretty successful. It's like Avatar. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't even have a response. <laughs> uh, what's our next category? Well, <laughs> all right. What's your favorite horror discovery of the year? Now, this is where we can get into that week 2017, 2016 bullshit garbage. It doesn't have to be 2018. It could be anything, movie, book, whatever, horror related that you discovered this year and want to share with somebody. Fuck 2018. Fuck 2018. Fuck it. Yeah, who who wants to who who's got, who's got a hot topic? Because I I'm gonna I'm gonna need a second to think of mine. Oh, Chris is Chris is still working on his. So he's still hatching it. It's still in the oven. I've got a few. I mean, I'm gonna take some liberties with my interpretation of discovery, but there have been some things, uh, horror related forms of media that have brought me a lot of joy this year. Uh, Shutter, the AMC streaming service, has been a key to my discovering new uh, horror movies. I guess. If, if I'm going to pick out one sp- particular discovery, it's the movie Blood Rage, which is the f- uh, one of the only Thanksgiving set horror movies. The tagline is, it's not cranberry sauce, and uh, I will say <laughs> no more. I would say at this point, wait until next Thanksgiving, but you're going to want to make it a tradition after you see this thing. I'm going to take a little bit of a liberty uh, with, the, with the horror genre. You know, we always argue what's horror, what's not. My favorite horror discovery of the year is a video game. Called Heavy Rain. Ha <laughs> Oh, I didn't even think of that. That counts, right? That counts. Yeah, so Heavy Rain, Heavy Rain was, was a highly acclaimed video game when it came out. It came out in like 2008 or a long time ago. And I wanted to play it at the time. I never did. It was made available free on the PlayStation Network, so I picked it up. It's from David Cage, who has a very peculiar approach to video game design in which his games he calls them interactive cinema and they don't really play like video games you kind of feel like you're puppeteering actors throughout a movie and everything's very slow paced and you know there's like interactive you know button prompts to wash dishes and things like that it's very slow and heavy rain is the story of the origami killer (laughs) and you you play it through like four different perspectives of different characters and there's a man whose son has gone missing as a presumed victim of the origami killer and there's a detective and there's (laughs) there's various angles people trying to solve the mystery and save the son before he's killed and um it's it's mostly kind of a like a, a noir type feel but there's definitely scenes of horror it's definitely heavily inspired by saw in some places and seven and and that kind of approach to kind of a horrific crime movie and i loved it 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 it's one of my favorite video games i couldn't put it down and i was screaming the whole time enjoy <laughs> <laughs> i was similarly obsessed with that game it kind of pissed me off a little bit in the end because i got literally the worst possible ending there are 16 possible endings to this shit 
and I got the worst ending for all characters. Like yeah. just awful things happen because the narrative line. changes depending on your decisions, on your decisions. Yeah. and your and not only your decisions but your capability to like hit the button prompts in time in some life or death scenarios. And I got a pretty good ending. Patrick got the shittiest ending in the game. <laughs> I also still resent the central twist of the thing. Yes, but. I really respect the presentation and had a very entertaining experience playing it, despite a couple of things that pissed me off. Yeah, there's a there's a controversial twist, there's a controversial reveal to the mystery, but it was just pure entertainment for me through and through. So, Heavy Rain, it's a PlayStation exclusive, so if you're not a gamer, I don't know what to tell you. You can watch it on YouTube or something. <laughs> it might not be the same watching it as it is playing it, though. Mm. Uh, Patrick? Horror Discovery for this Horror year. Horror Discovery of this year, my favorite is the Japanese horror manga artist and writer Junji Ito. Hell fucking yeah. Yeah, I forget how I discovered this dude. Actually, no, I remember how I found him uh, at my our local comic, comic shop here in Ann Arbor. Um, Vault of Midnight, they had one of his most recent collections out on the counter, and I was like, holy shit, this cover is really weird. It's like based on the the famous the scream painting and actually it's kind of a garish cover the cover itself is not much to write home about but it certainly grabs your eye and i was fascinated i ended up reading this book and just some of the most horrifying and memorable stories and imagery that i've read this year uh, are in this book fragments of horror the most memorable one to me is the story dissection the dissection chan which is about this girl who has an obsession or sort of a fetish with the concept of being dissected she wants to be dissected yeah. and she also likes to dissect animals and people and Ooh, the conclusion to this the story. The final panel of that is just bone-chilling, oh, god-curdling. It's oh. awful and terrible and uh, amazing. Um, I yeah. remember when we were at Vault, <laughs> you were asking if they had any Ito. Yeah. And one of the clerks recommended uh, Spiral, which I need to get yes. back to at some point. And yeah. she said, oh, you'll love it. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and god damn it, was she right? I read yeah. Spiral after that, which is Ito's sort of epic about this community that becomes obsessed with spirals, which sounds really funny fucking stupid in concept but the many ways in which he find the many ways he finds for spirals to kind of infiltrate these people's community and their lives and for people's bodies to mutate into spirals and for their village itself to take the shape of a spiral gets really hypnotic and horrifying and is so much better than the basic concept sounds um just have been fascinated by this guy and i'm continuing to plow through his body of work as we go into 2019 and hoping he continues to freak me the fuck out Booky. <laughs> sounds good steven did you you seem like you had something else that you discovered this year you want to talk about oh i've got a million i don't want to hog the mic though i will go with uh i'll go two more so back to shutter I just, this year I discovered Joe Bob Briggs, a guy I've been vaguely familiar with uh, even through my childhood. He was on TNT. He had a show called Monster Vision that was on usually um, after my bedtime, but I was sort of must have seen commercials during the day or something. He's a Texas film critic, kind of a scholar, who has this alter ego called his name is uh, uh, John Bloom, and he's also a true crime author. He has this alter ego, Joe Bob Briggs, a very opinionated uh, Lone Star beer drinking Texan who sits out on a lawn chair outside of his trailer and talks about trashy movies. He does his drive-in total at the beginning of every movie where he basically runs down um, all the most absurd, ridiculous, horrific things that happen in the film and then pops in throughout the screening of the movie to offer commentary He's back. He's got a show on Shutter. He was here. He did a 24-hour marathon over the summer. 
did a Thanksgiving marathon that I tuned into live after I got done with dinner, and he was in the middle of a 30-minute rant about probiotics that had nothing to do with the movie he was discussing, <laughs> and apparently he's getting a, a weekly show. So Nice. That was a, a really fun discovery for me. I look forward to hearing his commentary on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which he says is the greatest film of all time. Mm. He's biased. He's from Texas. Mm. Uh, and the other is Fangoria. I guess it's a rediscovery. It's back. I've mentioned it on the show. I've, it, I I remember as a kid thumbing through Fangoria, but I'd never bought a copy. Never would have even thought to ask to buy a copy of a horror magazine that often had, you know, you know bloody chopped up faces on the cover. <laughs> but it's now back as a, a perfect bound quarterly. And I've spent the last couple of months reading through it. And it's it's classy. I've got to say, it, it's teaching me a lot. Unfortunately, there's a little bit too much about the Halloween franchise in this issue <laughs> that is the focus. But I look forward to three more issues of Fangoria in 2019. Well, as people who have spent a little too much time on the Halloween franchise ourselves mm-hmm. this year, I guess we can relate. Also, I don't have the money for a fucking Fangoria subscription, so I would love to borrow a couple of your issues because I'm really fascinated to finally get in on some of this i don't have myself. a subscription either the only uh, way i got it at vault um so uh, diamond is, is okay. releasing it and they okay. i think vault got like two copies of it or something so I'm, I'm gonna need you to look out for me in january and i'll pay you back if okay. you see the new copy yeah yeah we'll do give me give me your last two issues i'll buy the next one deal okay i've only got one so far okay well then you're the last issue i'll buy the next one okay Speaking of deal. speaking of the Halloween <laughs> franchise, uh, I actually did make one more discovery, which I think I forgot to talk about on our Halloween Super episode. Correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, but there is a fan-made sequel to Halloween Six on YouTube. Oh fuck! That's like feature length. It was just shot by some like teens or college students in 1996, like shot on video, and the whole thing's on YouTube. And I watched probably 20 or 30 minutes of it, and it absolutely delighted me. It's <laughs> a direct sequel to Halloween Six, so it. Which picks, one is that again? <laughs> that, ha- Halloween Six is the one that came out right before um, Halloween H two O. The one okay. that has the most genuinely unanswered questions. Yeah. So oh, wait, the, right the Paul Rudd one, the, yeah, the yeah Colin... right before it switches okay. back to Jamie Lee and like erases yeah. the past four movies worth of continuity so so it picks up right when you know paul rudd hit michael myers with the pipe and injected them with the poison and loomis was gone back into the the asylum and all that stuff and there's a loomis all the characters from halloween six are reprised as you know teen actors or whatever Mm. and it's it's like a feature length movie and I watched only 20 or 30 minutes. It had a lot of heart. It's probably better than at least some of the Halloween franchise movies. So if you want to see it, go on YouTube and look up Halloween, the death of Michael Myers. And you'll watch Halloween, the death of Michael Myers, part one, part two, part six. It goes on and on and on. Can I just say this sounds fucking adorable? It like, is. This adorable. sounds like the kind of thing that I would have tried to make when I was a teenager. I mean, look at these. Look at these little thumbnails here. We got like someone in a hospital bed. Look at that Michael oh, Myers. Even the Michael Myers looks kind of cute. The Michael Myers looks cutter. better than he does in half the movies. Let me see. Well, definitely in six. That was the worst Michael Myers, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, right. he, he looks respectable, I guess. So it's just a fun little fan project. Yeah. <laughs> that I wanted to give a shout out to this on our Halloween episode, but I forgot. But anyone who loves Halloween should check it out just to support these these crazy kids. Maybe we should commit commit right now to making our Halloween episode next year a review of Halloween, the death of Michael Myers. That might be a great idea. We could might probably get the guys idea. on the show. Yeah. Moving right along, uh, we're going to go back into Netflix territory now. And, and here's the hardball question. What was everyone's favorite movie that we watched for our show? 
What's your favorite movie that we reviewed on the show? Well, first of all, how many movies have we reviewed this year, Chris? We've watched 37 movies. Holy shit. For our show. Well, that's because we had to watch fucking like 13 Halloween movies. Oh, yeah, that's true. That does inflate the numbers. Have we been bi-weekly all year? When did we start doing that? We started doing bi-weekly, I think, um, back I think we've in January or February. Yeah. So. so I'll go first. There's a lot of movies I liked this year. I'm going to give my favorite movie, and you guys are going to fucking hate me, to Ava's Possessions. Whoa! Wow. Yeah. Ava's Possessions. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. But it just it struck my heart in a way that I just really liked. I really liked the sense of humor in that movie. I really liked it, what it was trying to do. It shifted the bed a little bit, but, <laughs> you know, great movie. Entertained me almost all the way through. I wish I owned it, but I don't think it's available on Blu-ray, and I certainly wouldn't buy it on DVD. So, is Scream Factory hasn't released that? No, I, they I have a deal with IFC Midnight. Was it IFC Midnight? I'm pretty sure. I mean, it, if it wasn't, I'd be very surprised. <laughs> I don't think it was. Okay. Yeah, at least I didn't tag it as IFC Midnight on our website. Well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, but no, I I, <laughs> I thought that movie was great. The sense of humor was right up my alley. It was it was ludicrous shit played mostly with a straight face, and that's exactly what I like to see in a horror comedy. Uh, Ava's Possessions was my favorite movie we watched for the podcast this year. Now I'm excluding like Halloween 1978 and stuff. Like I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of excluding some of the Halloween movies from my evaluation because those are better movies but Ava's Possession is the movie I had the most fun with probably. Ava's Possession still holds the distinction of being the only Amon movie I fell asleep to this year um, but my favorites I'm going to pick two favorites. Cargo you guys know I loved Cargo. Oh my god Cargo just grabbed a hold of my heart and just twisted it and I fucking loved it and I was like just just keep on twisting Cargo I'll come back for more <laughs> any fucking day on the other end of the scale anti-birth was some crazy ass shit it was fun it was memorable it was visually crazy love that movie you just picked two movies that i screwed and had strong feelings about <laughs> i loved anti-birth. i didn't give it a view it but also we found out them. you only gave a view it i think you i think you only gave out one view it this year and it was for like right? our legacy movie it follows it follows yeah I also want to quickly throw in here my sort of like favorite moment out of an Amon movie that we watched this year, which was the ending of fucking H20. I fucking loved it. I just, as to use Chris's Halloween H2O is what he's talking about. H20, 20 years later. I, I fucking, <laughs> to use Chris's favorite expression, I was screaming when Jamie just fucking takes that axe and decapitates Michael with one fucking blow. I was like, yes. This is the ending. This is the catharsis I've been waiting for for six fucking movies. And then what's Let's your least favorite? Go. Can I guess? Well, is wait, it the beginning of Resurrection? We're going to get there. <laughs> we're we're going to get there. Okay. <laughs> no, actually, that's not my least favorite, surprisingly, even though that movie was a pile of shit. Steven, what's your favorite? Yeah, Steven, what's your favorite? My movie favorite movie? Anti-Birth is a close second. Uh, you know, Chris said I might have a recency bias, but I've looked at that list a few times, and I really, I think Cam is my favorite film we've reviewed this year. Oh, it's, let's give them some tokens for that. There you go. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Oh, there oh you yeah. Go. Uh, Cam, it, it just really captivated me. Um, I just found it to be such a fun, interesting little thriller. Yeah, it's a little tonally mixed, whatever, but 
as game, I had a really rough day. I came home. I didn't know what to do with my time. I thought, well, I've got to watch this fucking movie for the podcast. And I was locked in. I didn't look away from the screen. I didn't get up. I probably dehydrated myself sitting there watching this thing because I was just so involved. It's 90 minutes. I know. Well, it's easy to do when you drink coffee all day and flush it out as quickly as I do. So... Yeah, Cam with anti-birth is a close second. That's right. You you did you texted me shortly after we did our episode, and you're like, "Man, I'm still thinking about Cam. I wish I had given it a view." It. So <laughs> yeah, can't go back and change that. Can't though. go back. You can't. You can't change your verdict. We all had an ongoing text conversation about Cam for quite a while. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot to chew on there. If you want to know what we thought about it, we have a whole episode where we talk about Cam that you can listen to, and then we all give it. A oh, cue seriously? It. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we all give it a cue. It. Okay, I will. I will. Uh, oh, I want. I want to say one more thing though. You said you weren't considering the Halloween movies. I am considering the Halloween movies as like legitimate options for my favorite movie we've reviewed, and I still think Cam is better than Halloween 1978. I'm considering. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Was that, those are are those, are those no, not I'm, kosher? I'm considering those. No, I just I think I'm just kind of putting an asterisk next to them. Like mm. I, I don't know. Mm. Well, I know that I'm certainly considering them for the next category. Yeah, the next category is what movie did you watch for the show this year that you hated the most? Yes. Or let's say you liked the least. We try to be positive on this show. What do we We try so hard. <laughs> we try to say that we try, but I don't know that we really try. Uh, we try. I okay. think we try. I try. Patrick, what, what did you like the least this year? This one is also a tie for me between Mr. Zombie's Halloween and Mr. Zombie's Halloween 2. Oh, wow. Fuck both those movies. Fuck you. Such a, just a bullshit, lifeless, soulless attempt to fucking inject some sort of soul, personality, into a character whose primary attribute is not having a fucking soul or a personality. Waste of my fucking time. Well done. I can think of a better way to describe how wrong-headed those movies are. Thank you. I thought you liked them, Steven, and you you appreciate them. I thought you gave at least the first one a cue it. I, yeah, I I didn't hate them. I mean, I I found them actually really entertaining. The second was kind of garbage. They were interesting, but I mean, also, like, yeah, bullshit. I don't even have a a complex thought to add to that. All right, well, what's your pick for least least favorite favorite? of the year? Uh, Again, with the recency bias, uh, I'm going with Terrifier. Wow. I, think, I think Rob Zombie's movies at least like aspired to some level of like storytelling craftsmanship, and I, I can't even say that for Terrifier. I found it to be a morally reprehensible film with zero redeeming qualities. Some of the ugliest cinematography or lack thereof I've ever seen. Sorry, Rob Galuzzo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't want to invoke his name again. Yeah, just it's just an ugly, dismal. Kind of boring, oddly boring movie too. Ah, that's my least favorite. I I don't feel good when I when I look back on that one. I'll say that. You know what? I think I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. Wow. Uh, Terrifier was probably my least favorite movie. Be Afraid is really in the hunt to be my least favorite, just because it was so bland and bad in a in a strange and frustrating way. But I think I would much rather rewatch Be Afraid than rewatch Terrifier. I did rewatch Terrifier, and it was not it was excruciating. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm looking at this list and really thinking about like which movie 
what is the worst? This is up against like Archivo, whatever the numbers right. are. Right. You know, like movies that like are are almost impossible to watch, but they're. I don't feel like they were made with ill intent, and I right. feel like Terrifier was. No, and like like I said, you know, like we don't try to pick on these movies or be mean to the movies. I feel better about being mean to Terrifier than any of these low budget movies that just didn't work. Um, I'll say Terrifier. Also, Halloween Resurrection was pretty bad. Fuck, especially movie. the first. 15 minutes mm-hmm. but <laughs> that's probably that's probably my runner-up maybe not as bad as terrifier oh. and now our most important award yeah we need to bring some positivity back and how there's no better way to bring positivity back to the show than to mention jay it's the spirit of jay award the spirit of jay award the most prestigious award we can give and because we're now how many episodes have we done at this point 40-something? 44. 44. This is our 45th. Because we're on our 45th episode, we should probably explain who the fuck Jay is, because there are probably some listeners who don't know who the fuck Jay is. You know what? If you aren't willing to go back to episode four (laughs) and find out who Jay is, I don't know what's that. So, Jay, our our fourth episode was 1920 London. which is Fear Strikes Again. Fear Strikes Again, which is still on Netflix, so you have no excuse not to go back and watch it. Um, it's a Bollywood horror production, an Indian production of, uh, and and there's a, a very charismatic demon hunter, hunter slash exorcist named Jay. And uh, you know what? Maybe I should just play how he was described in that episode. Uh, and then Jay shows up. Cut to Jay. Oh. In like the most badass intro shot of all time, a fucking camel, the silhouette of a camel, walks across the screen in the foreground as Jay does like this typical like American like action movie badass stride oh, out of yeah. the fucking forest. Like two earrings, tan suit, open collar, like four necklaces. Also, we should note this is the character who is a quote-unquote penniless shepherd. As we were told multiple times, I after just this want to in chime in and say briefly that uh, I wasn't complaining about Jay. I should have made that clear. Jay's amazing. Jay's amazing. And the, there's a huge plot twist in 1920 London. That's how why we created the spoiler room because it's too good to spoil. So I'm not going to do it now. That is why we created the spoiler room. I right. forgot. But after that turning point in the movie, whenever you see Jay, they play the sound cue. And so every time we say J, we play the sound cue. Just to remind ourselves of his fucking gloriousness. The gloriousness, and you know, he his gloriousness was helped by the sound cue too. Well, so. yeah, but the spirit of J Award. So, I mean, you can't you can't <laughs> have that sound cue and not sound awesome. Like you could say Chris. And then the sound cue, and Chris sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, like you're like, oh fuck, Chris Wait, just can, walked can, in. Can you say my name and play the sound cue? Steven. And now Steven Steven just walked in. He's got a bunch of fucking necklaces on and a fucking like badass sorry and he's about to fuck a demon up. Like you know a bad motherfucker has walked in when that sound cue accompanies. Style, slow motion, amazing. Hell yeah. So the Spirit of J Award, we're we're gonna bestow upon the character in any movie we've watched this year who best embodies that badass iconic level that jay achieved mm. and if you can accompany that with a sound cue if you can't it's okay but if you can think of a sound that encapsulates that person's essence oh well, i think when we state who like each of our nominees for the spirit of jay award we should play the jay sound cue after their name just to see if it fits just sure. to try it on them for size sure. okay sure yeah. 
Or um, if you have your own sound cue, you can make it up. I brought I brought my CD from home. Oh, Steven's got a sound cue. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So not, this isn't this isn't the new J. Okay. This isn't the new J. It's, it's somebody to add to no the pantheon that Jay. Jay no one in. can be J. But this is this people the who spirit. are in their own way J embodying a little bit of the spirit of J. Like J was all alone all this time, but we're slowly going to build a committee year in year out. Right? You can go committee your of MVPs. Own J. J will be at the top. So, um. Patrick, I, I feel like you're at the plate. You're ready to. You're ready to pitch. Oh, dude, yeah, I'm ready, and I feel like I'm probably going to steal someone else's, and I apologize. God, I hope you don't. The there can be a consensus. Yeah, there can that's be a true. consensus. But I mean, to me, all right, I'm going to say it. We can drop the sound cue right after the spirit of Jay, the person who best embodied the spirit of Jay this year, was Mister Banku. Mister Banku. <laughs> oh, no, no one saw this coming. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, man, I can't wait to see what you guys pick. <laughs> what? Banku. Uh, oh, what? my God. I figured we were all on the same page what? about this. I can't wait to see who what you guys pick. What? <laughs> all right. Banku. For those who don't remember. <laughs> I'm delighted that you guys are having this response. I would be less surprised if Jay himself came in the room right now. Oh, I wish. Oh my god. So, so, all right. So, explain. I feel like maybe we interpreted the spirit of Jay Award differently. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to find that to be evident when I See, give my pick. To me, the spirit of Jay Award is sort of the MVP. Who is the MVP? Who is the most memorable character? The character that you most want to see come back and do some more <laughs> cool shit. You want to see Mr. Bonko come back? Oh, yeah. Bonko was an adorable mop Alright, alright. So he ex- may, I mean, listen, listen, you know this kid is fucking powerful as shit. He's magical. He's a fucking he's a fucking uh master of reality if he made Steven want to have a son. It's true. That's a, super, that's a superpower right there. Don't fuck with Bonku. All right, all right. Just well for done. just to remind everybody. Yeah, tell Bonku. us who Bonku is. Stop for one sec. Yeah, when you no, when you nominate someone, you have to. This is why they play the little clips at the award shows because no one knows what the fuck Mr. Bonku is. Who's Mr. Bonku? What movie was he in? Mr. Bonku is the protagonist of Boothnoth, which is the perhaps least horror-ish horror movie we've watched Oh, it's so a children's fairy year. tale. Yeah, yeah. There's a ghost in it, but he does nothing horror-ish at all. And there's a little boy named Bonku whose life he betters. And uh, Bonku betters Boothnoth's life, his, his spirit plane existence. And Bonku was just such a sweet little kid. I loved him. I wish the best for him. I think that he's probably gonna, especially with a fucking ghost on his side, he's most likely to grow up to be fucking Jay all on his own. He's got his and own badass musical. I was too. just about to say he has a badass theme song that I'm hoping we can play a little of again because we played it on the Booth Not episode and it's still fucking great. I want to rock out to this song a little bit. All right. Uh, fucking Banku, dude. All right, yeah, Spirit of Jay. All right, so Patrick now lay down. I think I think we're gonna have this like amazing sort of Justice League of America of like kind of a, a nice mixture of different characters. Are we voting on wait. one or no, like this no, is it? No, no. Just we nominate, nominate. nominations. All right, so so Stephen, 
bring us bring us bring us back to reality ah, no that was an amazing pick i mean that's a good i don't pick. know if i've laughed that long and that hard in ages <laughs> no, that, that blew my fucking mind i'm so glad that you guys didn't also pick that and that you were so amused by that no that was shocked me good good pick i, I would have said booth Nath maybe before but but oh, booth Nath is a when you said too. mr Banku, i thought booth Nath. And that I started mm. laughing, and then I realized you were talking about the, the kid. kid. It made me laugh harder. Yeah, uh, amazing. All right, my pick is uh, Natasha Leone's character from Anti Birth. Really, right, she right. is. Uh, oh a, man, an amazing, feisty antihero for the ages. Yeah, I mean, yes. Un- unlike Jay, like she, she is the protagonist of the movie, and we know what her sound effect would be. It's a burp fart. Or a bong rip. No, a <laughs> bong rip superimposed over a burp fart. Can yeah. we do that? I don't know. I, it sounds like some work, man. All right. Let, let's, It'll be a bong. I know I can do a bong rip. Okay. <laughs> it needs a little more than that to fully capture her essence. I mean, she's just a wild, hilarious, fucked up firecracker of a character. The most memorable that I can remember of any of the films we've seen this year. I think she belongs up there with Jay. Hell yeah. I think she and Jay need to fuck. <laughs> Honestly. Dude, maybe Banku is their child. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Well, damn, my pick. Chew on that. My pick sounds <laughs> extremely basic because he, he embodies the spirit of Jay in probably a superficial level. Um, I was going to say Dolph Lundgren and don't kill it. Oh. Who's basically America's yes. answer to Jay. He's basically the same character, the, like, do-everything demon hunter who wears too much jewelry and is too much of a badass for his own good. So, I mean, that's that's kind of where I was coming from. I will give an honorable mention to the mysterious Irishman in Backcountry. <laughs> yes. Who is another guy who you just would feel safe in his hands and has some good, like, facial hair going on. Dude, I love our league of Jays right now. Like, I want to see these three characters hang out. I want to see Dolph Lundgren, Natasha Leone, and Banku, like, all go fucking, I don't know, fight some evil spirits with Jay. I want to see him just go to, like, like do bumper cars together or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to give a quick runner-up mention to the Avalanche Sharks in Avalanche Sharks. Oh, I have a runner-up as well that is not a human, and it's the fucking creature from The Ritual. Oh, dude, I was going to pick that. If so, really? if one of you guys picked Banku, which for some reason I thought was really likely <laughs> up until like five minutes ago. Well, I ago. love that you went to, hmm, what's the Hindi movie we watched this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was such an obvious choice for me. That's amazing. I've totally written off and forgotten that movie. My, my mind immediately leapt to Mr. Banku. Yes, the creature from The Ritual, though. Holy shit. I want a franchise. I want an action figure of that. Like, I yeah. hate that movie, but I want that on my desk. Yeah. It was well designed. Didn't really turn the dial for me. Well, guys, that was 2018. Do we have any other horror thoughts we need to we need to share? Uh, watch Haunting so. of Hill House. Patrick finished that. Chris started. I haven't started. No. Great stuff. I, I I have been meaning to watch Hill House, but I'm more interested in catching up on the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. That seems a little more like my tempo. Uh, a little more Ava's possessions. Um, I want to just register that I did some crazy ass shit this year and not only watched the entire Halloween franchise, but also watched the entire nightmare on Elm street franchise. And I am now seven movies into the Friday the 13th franchise and you're like, wild. will never be the same. You're nasty. I am nasty as fuck. Great. Well, it was a great 2018. You guys, thank you for, for continuing the every horror movie on Netflix journey and of for sharing your picks of the best and worst. And, most Jay-like of the year. And thanks to all our fans. Yeah. You know, it's always good to know people are out there listening. The loyal ones and the disloyal ones. Yeah. 
the ones who troll us and the ones who send us words of encouragement. <laughs> yes. We love you all. So that's it for this year, everybody. Have a great, happy new year. Drink a cup of kindness when uh, that clock strikes <laughs> midnight. And a cup of old things, And uh, we'll see you uh, in January. I think we're actually going to be uh, skipping a week. Sorry. I mean, people are busy. They don't have time for us anyway. We're giving you an extra episode, so I, th- I don't so think quit they have anything to complain about. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks like we always are after every other episode. We're going to take next week off, and we're going to be back on the 10th now to watch John Carpenter's Christine, mm-hmm. which that's how I... Co- it's known in Netflix catalog as Christine, so it's in alphabetical order. It's not down in the J's. For John Carpenter's. <laughs> Yeah, we got it. Okay. <laughs> Nor would I expect it to be. <laughs> so we'll see you then. Uh, until then, for every horror movie on Netflix, I'm Chris. I'm Patrick, Mr. Baku Dunn. I am Stephen Anti-Birth Sonoris. Have a great rest of the year. 